Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of the Method to Madness podcast. This will probably be my last time uh, doing a stream on Twitch. Uh, But like, as always, like my stream link, uh, my stream labs is in the link provided on my Twitch. So you can donate to the show, 100% of the proceeds go to the show. And today's guest, I'm really happy to see, and he's been killing it all over Toronto, and is Xavi de Guzman. Ooh, you got French with that. I know I did. <laughs> well, French and Spanish are really close together, so I'm sorry. Don't let them hear that. I think that's something cancelable. That's a very, To say that live, I think that's cancelable from, like, this French and Spanish people. No, <laughs> probably. Well, that's the thing about comedy. You're always offended someone by accident. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I learned that the other day. You did? <laughs> really? Like, what What did someone get offended at you with? Um, it wasn't so much about being offensive. I was, I was talking with Vong, mm-hmm. and he just said, like, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to offend someone mm-hmm. because someone's going to get offended. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's interesting where it's just like you can be a safe comic, mm-hmm. but there's no... Name one safe comic. There's not... Especially in today's world. Like, mm-hmm. sure, like, you had your one-liners like Jerry Seinfeld or something. Even he's been, like, getting flack. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, as I said to everyone, like, there is... Like, it, a, it's been, like, a year and a half being on the other side of the fence because I used to be watch comedy all the time. Yeah. You're always going... Like, it doesn't matter what you say. You're going to offend someone. Yeah. You could say, like, I had a great day, and someone's going to find that offensive somehow. <laughs> no, yeah. I've I've actually probably been the one offended mm-hmm. by that at one point, where mm-hmm. it's like, have a great day. Like, why are you... Who are you to tell me to have a great day? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Can I swear on this? You can swear. Like, like I, I, as I have a 100% not unfiltered po- policy... Just, like, just obviously no slurs or whatever, because... Okay, I was about to say, what gets you cancelled on Twitch? What gets you cancelled on Twitch via just being a comedian? Fair. My friend, (laughs) she sat on a cupcake. Raquel, if you end up watching this. (laughs) She sat on a cupcake, and then she got banned from Twitch. Is that, I guess, uh, sexual conduct I'm missing? I guess. But, like, what? Sitting on a cupcake? Yeah, like, I've seen... the, 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 what's it called? The standards of practice on Twitch are so random. Mm-hmm. There was, like, you can say something offensive on here. Probably will get you banned for upwards to a month. But mm-hmm. there was a couple on here who had sex live on their Twitch. Here? On this couch? Not on this couch. <laughs> I thought it looked familiar. It's not <laughs> casting couch. It does look like the casting couch. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I'm I like, was scared. I was scared when, when <laughs> he showed me. Where, um... You're already sitting and yeah, where it's like, we're doing it right here. Like, <laughs> I could take that sentence so many ways. It's so <laughs> weird. But, like, literally, they were having sex on stream and they were only banned for, like, literally a day. What gets you permanently banned? I don't know. Like, it, it... Permanently banned is so vague on Twitch. Like, I've seen people get banned for just, like... Permanently banned just for, like, reacting to content that everyone else was reacting to like for like for example like they're just watching like some tiktok videos yeah banned like permanently interesting they just talk about nothing like 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 how we're talking right now yeah banned permanently Hmm. and it's so weird like it's just it's just so strange sean loves nazis now we're now we're gone now we're that's it <laughs> now i'm banned from here like i was planning on leaving anyways so i don't really care but like sean told me no i don't didn't happen <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> oh good god uh, what did you just say <laughs> i said you told me that the holocaust didn't happen <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i'm like i'm writing a set on people who don't believe in the holocaust and all I'm saying is just basically, like, because it's, it's illegal in Germany to deny the Holocaust, you know that? And I'm like, you would think the one country that would want to deny it would not make it illegal, but they made it freaking illegal, so therefore it clearly happened. The Germans are, like, doing everything yeah. that the Americans want to happen. Yeah. 
for like reparations and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Germany is just doing it all as they should. Like that yeah. was like the dark. I I watch a lot of World War Two documentaries, so it's like literally one of the darkest chapters of human history. Like, of, it's ironic that yeah. Hitler got his mm-hmm. like playbook mm-hmm. from like the. Declaration of Independence, pretty much. Really? Like, he got it from, like, the American outline when it comes to slavery. Mmm. Like... And how to control, mm. like, slaves. Yeah, because I remember that's in the Declaration of Independence. Like, uh, not the Declaration of Independence. No, uh, I was fucking around there. Yeah. <laughs> the, but, like, there's still some pretty racist stuff in the Declaration. Yeah, but, like, there is. There is... There, I don't know who wrote it, but there is, like, a, a manual of how... It's not a manual. It's, like, an essay of how to go about controlling your slaves Mm -hmm. from how to break them down how to separate the men from the women from the children type Mm -hmm. thing like Um, that was hitler hitler took it from the americans and also i think like because like benito mussolini is the founder of fascism Mm -hmm. so i think like i watch a lot of world war ii documentaries like so like he got all that stuff from him as well and this like the thing about the declaration of independence people i'm canadian and so i have no idea what the hell's on there so that's a kind of like you could tell about me, guns. <laughs> something about guns. Something about one nation. Was it the Declaration or was it? I don't know. I have no idea. Is that the amendments? The Declaration is the amendments. I have no idea, man. Yeah. Because like all I know, like you can tell me like a bit about the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. I understand. You want to know what Sean does know about Dragon Ball Z? How do you open this? I looked at it. I saw it. Yeah. This guy has Dragon Balls. That's yeah, I do. He doesn't know the Declaration of Independence. But, but I know a lot about Dragon Ball lore. <laughs> yeah, I am not lying. I know characters that no one will even remember. <laughs> if Piccolo is, like, a black person... Yeah. What is Popo? Popo? Hmm. Like, see, no one fucks with Popo. <laughs> what did he do? He, just, he, was, no. he was a slave to... Uh, call me yeah no but like the thing is is just like there's a like my friend who who did dragon ball z abridged Mm. uh he would um he told me that there's a scene where goten and trunks turn super saiyan fight him at the exact same time yeah what yes there is i've seen it it's on youtube you can watch it like and he just blocks everything that they're doing. Like he's like it's nothing. Huh. So like that's how come like no one can fuck with Popo. That's fair. So I'm just like sitting down here like what would he be? I don't know. Like it's like Popo and, and they were around when Goten mm-hmm. and Tr- like they were learning fusion. I think yeah, they were they were it's the Majin Buu arc they were doing that in. And uh, <laughs> now we're talking about Dragon Ball, like the. The, there's a lot of things you can you learn. You gotta control this interview, Sean. Like, uh, I, 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 I hate to say it, but it's like because I've hosted stuff before. Yeah. Like, I'm a dangerous guest because I'll hijack this and I wouldn't even know it. So I know exactly. Gotta... I know. I got a third episode, man. Come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's just like I'm just gonna do. Okay, so like <laughs> now I'm all flustered, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. But, like, okay, let's go on. I'll with give this. you great content. I'll give you great soundbites that, and stuff. That's no like, problem. I'm fine with that. You, you can gotta, get... I can send you this video right after. You, you can, have to control this interview. I will try my best to control it. Thanks for the heads <laughs> up. This is my third podcast ever. My third interview ever. So there's that. Okay. But here we go. So, like, I ran into, like, a few months ago, just mulling about downtown doing the open mic. So how... More than a few months, actually. Because you were around in one of the first mics that I did. Mm-hmm. And it was in December. It's still, like, eight months ago, man. Like, yeah. se- seven, eight... You're se- terrible at math. <laughs> you went from a few to eight. It's been six months. It's been six months. <laughs> Whatever. But, like... Uh, I'm just guessing off the top of my head, motherfucker. Like, okay. But, like, it's just like this. You were doing it then, like, how long were you doing it since, like... December, you, December. December, that's when you first started? Yeah. What made you want to start anyways? Life. Life? Life. Really? Depression, yeah. Stuff happened and I had to move back here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out uh, west. Mm-hmm. And for legal purposes, I can't speak about it yet. No problem. But, um... Yeah, depression hit hard and then my therapist was like, you should move back home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my 
I was definitely considering the S word. Mm. I know that can get you canceled. Yeah, it can so get me like canceled. Certain words I'm not going to say. Even though it's like a meta, it's still technically the medical yeah. term for it. I'm yeah. like, so it's like, and then my therapist was like, move back home. And then I came back home and then mm-hmm. um, shout out to Jazz. Mm. Jazz was the one that was like, hey, you want to do an open mic? I'm doing a mic. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then it just turned into like an acting challenge of just mm-hmm. like, all right, let me write a funny monologue. Because mm-hmm. I also write. Mm-hmm. I've written scripts. I've, I have kids book out. Like I write stuff, and it's like, so this was it turned into a writing exercise, and it was like, all right, I think I wrote what would be five minutes, and then went out to a mic. Mm-hmm. I want to say Danton's mic was the first mic, mm-hmm. or no, 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 it was the second mic because I remember I was over ambitious that night, and it was a Friday, and I went out to Sidekick. Oh, really? Yeah. I went up to Sidekick first, and then I tried to go to another mic mm-hmm. that was on the Danforth, and then I was already too late for that, because I didn't know when you go to a mic, mm-hmm. you got to sign up, and how many people would come out. So I got there, because the show started at 8, sign-ups were like 7.45, got there at like 7.50. There's already like 16 names on the list. Mm. So then, put my name down, and then realized i can't make the second that second mic that i wanted to and then went straight to the lab for danton's mic and then tried the same set tried the same jokes that i did so like because like i know when you're first starting you don't realize how many people will actually show up like yeah. it's you got to a small amount that night like literally yeah. sometimes yeah. it gets to like 30 40 people yeah and you're like there for like hours yeah like just learning that where it's like especially like with Danton's show mm-hmm. like he gets so many mm-hmm. comics come out because it's just it's the comedy lab's a great room yeah and like I remember when you were first uh, performing like it was it was a monologue like you would go it would yeah. there'd be leaps and bounds yeah and it would always end on like there was this big crescendo at the end and that that oh because you knew how to build it up yeah and that's, I, that's just that was me acting yeah yeah and then just convincing people that this is my story mm-hmm. yeah. and it was really really nice because i'm like not a lot of people can do that yeah build up like like sometimes it's just like i want to say something here then go into something else yeah. and go into something else like no this was a whole overarching story yeah that actually did wind up going to five minutes and like did you when you first started did you like realize how long five minutes can actually feel yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm no stranger to the stage. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely, I used to, um, like, host shows and mics in front of like Nathan Phillips Square, Young and Dunnett Square, mm-hmm. ten thousand people, right? And it's like whenever stuff goes wrong, and it's like it's your responsibility to vamp and mm-hmm. just keep it going, mm-hmm. so there's no lull. Then it's like that's what I find is like when I learned about how long a minute is on a, on a stage in mm-hmm. front of people. But, like, what I didn't learn or didn't mm-hmm. know is, like, how to, I guess, pace yourself mm-hmm. dependent on the audience. Where it's, like, there's some audiences that are receptive and now they're engaging, so it's, like, you slow down your story. Mm-hmm. And then if you slow down your story, now you go over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I've had that happen to me so... Because, like, when I first started, it was just, like, okay, I get so nervous that I'd, like, just run through my whole set in, like, three minutes. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, like... So, was there any, like, inspirations for your comedy when you were when you were starting? Like, because, like, for example, like, um, inspirations can mean anything. Yeah. Like, I, I'm inspired by, like, Tupac, N.W.A., mm. Dave Chappelle and so on and so forth. Like, is there anything for you that inspired you to do? Um, inspiration in terms of writing style, I would say like I go to people like Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. or, and I know like people don't like referencing this guy, but Dane Cook, he tells a great story, even though stuff's stolen. Like <laughs> I've heard, you know, like he tells this story. Mm-hmm. Like his, and I'm pretty sure some of his jokes that are my favorite from him aren't stolen. Mm-hmm. But like, he has this one joke about sneezing and saying "bless you," mm-hmm. and then the crescendo of the joke goes to you know when you 
It's like I hope I die and then I get bur I get buried and then I get turned into a tree and then I get chopped down to make paper mm -hmm. and they print a bible on it. <laughs> like it's like and it's just he tells a great story so it's like that's the kind of and I I attribute that to also because I'm a writer as well mm -hmm. is I like writing stories something long like the one-liners I I sure they're funny but it's like I I still don't get them. Mm. Right cuz like I before starting like writing monologues I was good at writing dialogue right so mm -hmm. it's it's trying to now write with the audience in mind yeah so i'm writing dialogue for the audience the audience is the second member while i'm writing this joke if that makes sense mm -hmm. or i'm not writing the joke just about me i'm writing the joke on how i feel the audience would also react at points in it then that takes like a lot of experience to do that because like yeah. you have experience of like seeing being in front of tens and thousands of people and you know how to read that like it's harder for like newer comedians i'd say mm -hmm. because we're like only performing in front of like four or five people yeah. Com the comedians in the room do not count <laughs> yeah because like that's that's been my goal though yeah. it's like to get them to laugh mm -hmm. if i can get a crowd of comedians to laugh yeah like i'll kill with an audience right mm -hmm. so it's like the, with the open mics like that's been now my goal is to get them to laugh because like it's and it's I know I can make them laugh with the jokes, mm -hmm. but then it's like you get to your fourth and fifth open mic with the same people, and then obviously they know the joke, they know where the punches are, they're not going to laugh because of technical reasons, but you're there just trying to develop it and work it, and you want more laughs as the jokes go on, as mm -hmm. the times go on, you tell it, right? Because then those comedians then also see where you're correcting it. And then it's like, but then they already know, like, punches are here, punches are here, and then it just like, it becomes very effect. yeah. It gets so, it becomes yeah. very formulaic at that point. So like, so like you just want to do more of like an overarching story and actually like have like a general message in the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's very Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and Bill Burrish. Yeah. Uh, what would you say that inspires your writing in comedy? Like, is like do you get it like from like life events? Yeah. Do you from like things that you see? yeah mm -hmm. yeah um that's pretty much it is like mm -hmm. like i i love actors who mm -hmm. can paint a picture of something imaginative mm -hmm. and it's like like ricky gervais has this one joke about how he uh it's the happy person in the missing poster mm -hmm. like using a happy picture mm -hmm. for missing poster and then he, he goes on this whole joke about he had a long day, whatever, and then he sees, like, this little girl about mm -hmm. to get whatever by this guy, mm -hmm. but then the girl looked sad, so he didn't have a reference of what was on the picture, mm -hmm. right? And then he just let it happen, <laughs> but then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> because it's not the missing girl, right? <laughs> and it's like, being able to tell a story of something that didn't happen, that's mm -hmm. exciting. Like, I don't, I don't think I can, I feel like the laughs that I'm the laughs have something to do with how personal the jokes mm -hmm. are where i don't know just because i've written dialogue in for stage and for screen and i've gotten an audience to laugh from that mm -hmm. it's like i already know that's funny but then it's like it i don't know it doesn't count for me if that makes sense doing it on a stage in front of people like what do you mean by that like it, it doesn't count like I feel disingenuine. Mm, you feel like you're lying. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, I feel like there has to be laughs behind a truth. Mm, okay. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. Because like, if you just like make up, like it's kind of like making up a scenario that doesn't exist and you feel like you're lying to your audience. Mm -hmm. and Unless you're good at it and you can paint a really good picture mm -hmm. and, and, and they know it's fake. Mm -hmm. but they go along with it because of how insane these ideas are it is like because like um basically what i do is be is um i take something that does happen but i kind of stretch it in such a way that it it's not even what it actually was at the beginning yeah it's yeah. a it's a completely other scenario yeah. completely entirely that's one way you're still technically telling the truth because it is something that happened to you but you just like framed it in a different way 
But then it's like you have these comedians that just... Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's no longer about even that at mm -hmm. all. <laughs> yeah. It does It does happen like that. Yeah. Uh, let's just see where we are. Oh, 20 minutes. Doing great, man. <laughs> okay. And you said you, like, you were... You were very enamored with those actors that can actually paint a picture. Was there anyone like that you idolized that made you get into acting or comedy or anything? Oh my god, for acting, acting is totally separate. Yeah, you could do both. It's fine. Um, it's not just that. Like, are we still on the topic? Like, inspiration for me to get into. You can do that. Yeah, you, you can. You can. You can tie it in. It's like to get into comedy. Other inspirations are more so mm -hmm. seeing people that i know do it mm, like jazz even to the to the degree of like the cast like we already knew joko is a comedian mm, yeah but then it's like the cast of easter sunday also mm. being comedians and doing their thing and the stages that they're getting on where seeing people that i've worked with do it mm. and it's like and then being able to see the person when they're not performing versus mm -hmm. the person they are when they are performing. That's also really cool. Um, <laughs> like the first time I spoke to Peter Saran off of this, off stage, like he's such this character on stage mm -hmm. and he's high. Even sometimes when he's not high, like he'll, he knows how to be high enough for the audience. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then you talk to him off stage when he's not high and it's like, he he's a very business savvy and spoken person right? i've met people like that yeah yeah it's, it's, and it's so cool to see that it's like yeah. a it's like a two-way mirror that's like completely different on the other side yeah yeah i'm just like because i've met people like that like if i can shout out my girl elise uh, lauren she's a she's a model uh like <laughs> I know I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna say what she does, <laughs> but like There's OnlyFans. What? Yeah, she does. I thought we were talking about like comedians. Yeah, no, no. Like, but I, I feel like you, you, you said that just to flex on. No, her. no, She's no, a model. no, no. And not to flex on her. Like it's because you remind it, the story reminds me of her because mm. like she has like this persona that she does online, and everyone thinks that she's like this like she acts kind of like an airhead mm. but you sit down and you talk with her. I've never seen Paris Hilton. Yeah, exactly. Same thing too. Paris Hilton is smart mm -hmm. but that show mm -hmm. did so like well in terms of displaying her as this airhead yeah and she is so articulate i was shocked when she I is that a businesswoman yeah yeah that, that, that is a business businesswoman yeah like that's how come she's like i think she's like the vice president of hilton hotels now or something like that i think so yeah, yeah something like that and the same thing with my friend she's just like i sat down and i talked to her Complete businesswoman knows how to like do deals, knows how to like yeah. knows how to market herself and everything. And it's it's the same thing like with when you see like other comedians, you would think like oh these guys are just like f people that are just like telling stupid ass jokes on stage. No, these are like sometimes some of the smartest people you're ever gonna fucking meet. Yeah, and th they're so articulate, they're so well put together. Yeah, they might be a bit disheveled, but they're super smart and that's the same thing i'm thinking that you're going through with who was his name again patrick russell peter Sprang. peter Sprang. yeah why is it patrick russell you know peter yeah i do i do <laughs> i'm like I, i'm sorry man uh, this is what happens when you have add like you but, it, but you know peter i do know peter that's what i'm fucking oh god i feel like such an idiot right now like this is what happens uh, quick question: Is this a smoking? No, no, no! Don't. Fair. I would rather like I would put this down. No problem, because like non-smoking in general. Even though yeah. when I was living here for a while, a lot of people with the previous tenants who used to live here used to smoke weed all the time, and I'm allergic to weid <laughs> So that was the thing. You're allergic to the plant. I am allergic to the plant itself. Interesting. Because like, I know you're you're saying don't hijack the thing, the show. But it's a little interesting fact, but even like, like, you know, the creams that have like cannabinol in it. Yeah. I get like, I'll start to like swell up from that. So like, I, I, you just use, yeah, I use, Vaseline? Reg I use regular Vaseline. I have like, I, that is a very interesting 
display right there, though, I have to say. You have uh, protein powder, yeah. you have Tums, yeah. you have Vaseline lotion, and your passport. That's all that's on that. Right hey, there. this is a genius's apartment, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a ge- like, have you ever seen a genius's apartment? Like, the most random things you'd never find on this, like... And then the passport, just like... And I have this bottle of isopropyl alcohol. But no, but like, what I just mentioned is on one platform, one thing. So it's like, sure, you can have other stuff on a table nearby, but it's like, on this one that you can clearly have more things on, you just have those four items. Yes. (laughs) You don't have to explain the mess that is my life. (laughs) Who said it was a mess? Like, that can just be a description of, you know, you, where it's like, what does protein powder mean? He works out. What does Tums mean? He has heartburn heartburn and indigestion. What does Vaseline mean? Does doing (laughs) well? And then your passport. You're worldly. (laughs) That's just... Who doesn't want that in a man, you know? (laughs) It's okay, like... So, like... Let's just keep going on this road of, like... So, like... What would you say is, like... Like, because I... Like, I was told to ask this question earlier, and I want to know your opinion. You were told to ask this question to me? No, I was asked this question once. okay. And it was actually a very good one, and I want to know what you what you think is not your best set, but what is a set that you're most proud of that you've done? You don't have to explain what it is. You just have to give like just a synopsis one. I got the biggest laugh mm-hmm. from a room full of comedians. Okay, that was the one that we did on Thursday. No, um, so then because you did get laughs on the it. stage. I got laughs there, but like no, it was um. Wow, where the hell was I? Were you high? I was high. It was at Nothing Fancy. Okay. Fancy on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Was it Sunday? Sunday was... Dude, it's Saturday, right? <laughs> no, last Sunday. Last Sunday. So that, that would be like the last time you actually did a book show, I'm, right? I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Okay, not an open mic. But no, 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 this was a mic. Oh, this was a mic? Yeah, um, and it was a room full of comedians. Oh, yeah, okay. And I, I think it was... Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. It was Tuesday. That was that was um, because I didn't go yuck yucks. I stayed there mm-hmm. and got yeah, a really big laugh. And it's like I equate that to. And then the second favorite time was like the mm-hmm. first time I did yuck yucks, where mm-hmm. I'm doing these open mics, mm-hmm. I'm doing these jokes, and I know they're funny. I know they are, mm-hmm. but I've just been doing open mics and I'm not getting laughs, mm-hmm. not getting laughs, and then first show first time at yuck yucks with an audience and they fucking died and i was like and that was the validation i needed what's the title of the joke if you don't mind me asking uh you don't have to because i don't want yeah i don't like the, the aspect of telling yeah. but um it was the about getting old okay about getting old and uh, no, no 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 it was the the how can i say it without giving away the punchline but it was about diversity. Okay. Yeah. So when does this go out? It actually. When will I think I could. I think I could say the punchline, and they still won't get it. But it's a. Yeah, the two girls in one cup. Okay. When I bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh and my I god, that's taking me back. Going through <laughs> the audience, and like, getting building it, building it, building it, and then mm. oh, it was so good. Like I, I rem- that would also that's. Those two moments was like, until I got that laugh mm-hmm. from that room full of comedians, mm-hmm. which I know, like, again, you get a room full of laugh from comedians, you know that's killing at a show. Mm-hmm. So hearing that was amazing. And, um, yeah, my first book show, Yuck Yucks. And that's, like, something that we, that I always try and tell newer comedians to, or people who want to get into comedy, mm-hmm. is that if you go in an open mic, know that you're going to be in front of a room full of comedians, and universally... It goes all over the world, yeah. like India, Japan, like what doesn't matter what country. We are the worst audience on the planet. Yeah. We do not listen to a damn thing that you're saying. Yeah. We are, or if we are, we're laughing in here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're you're analyzing. Yeah. And then thinking about <laughs> your own. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> or like, if I were to make this funnier, yeah. what would I add? How would like I exactly? How could I that's exactly joke. You, like you have like that formula equation yeah. that's like over your face, and then it's like, can I tell? Can I tell this comedian? Are they gonna take offense if I give them a tag? 
or do I just like let you know I don't like this comedian so I'm not gonna better their jokes <laughs> I've I've done that beforehand like but I frame it in such a way that it's just like did you mean it like this mm. and, like, I think that's more pretentious yeah no like because like sometimes like because then that assumes that they you know had a funnier way to say it no it's uh, how do I explain it I did this once and it was just like this is what I was picturing. Is yeah, it, that's what, that. that's yeah. What, that's what I mean. Like this is what I was picturing, and they go like, and I've had the, a comedian who's been doing it for like fifteen years go like, dude, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, like, he's like, I wasn't thinking about it like that, but the fact that you thought about it like that, he's like, I might actually take it in that direction. You know, it's another yeah. also fun memorable thing what? that happens, and it happens often, but it's at Joe Farm mm-hmm. when somebody gives a tag that like absolutely Changes. kills. Yeah. And then I got to see it happen. Shout out Tyler Stevens. <laughs> okay. But like I, he got him. He got a tag. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him use it the next day. Mm-hmm. And I saw the reaction because I saw it the first time he told it. I saw it when he told it at Marm got it corrected. And I saw it when he did it with the tag. Mm-hmm. And like just seeing that was incredible. To just know that there's a community mm-hmm. out there that will get together on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and help each other better a joke. And like. I I am so envious of Joe Marmalade right. it, because I it's at Tallboys everyone so go check it out if you ever want to go. I can't ever go because it's at a time when I literally just get off work, yeah, and and so by five thirty. Yeah, and I by the time I get there, it's done. Yeah, I, I can't. There's no there's nothing I can do about that. Mm. So like literally, it's just like literally my like it, it's yeah. everyone else that is on the same boat as me basic work nine to five or like an eight hour shift can't make it and like i know i know a lot of comedians who want to go there mm. just can't yeah. if you can get the benefit of going there i say take it everyone because it's one of the best places that you can go in all of toronto even if you're out of town and you build like the community you get from it is is incredible oh. like those people there i'll see them at shows and mm-hmm. i'll see them at you know shows that uh, they're putting on and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then we'll put each other like i put i'm starting a show i've started a show and like i invite people to do my show and then Mm. they do that in return and it's so cool it's really cool because it's just like i've met like what was it i went there once just i was catching it by the end and like there was this uh, out-of-town comedian he's like i have never seen this type of community effort wow in any other city Mm. because everyone usually keeps to themselves yeah and just like says like I have to do this on my own, and I don't want... Because, like, your joke is your baby. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want people criticizing your baby or telling that you could make it better. As an artist, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been an actor for almost a decade and a half now. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's a joke right there. (laughs) I'm writing this down. No Uh, problem. Go for it. Go for it. If you get get inspiration on my show, go for it. But, like, how actors, they... They, um... No, am I losing it? Am I losing it? What did you? What, what did you? The say the, the the their joke is their baby. Joke is their baby. Yeah. Actors. The, actors it, don't have a community like this. Mm-hmm. Where to have a community of comedians mm-hmm. getting together and helping each other and better. Right now, my, I have two minds going right now. It's mm-hmm. like, where was the joke? Mm-hmm. As well as I'm trying to articulate what I'm trying to say. It's no problem. Go oh, for it's, it. It's wild, mm-hmm. but like being an actor for a decade and a half and there's there's no community like this Mm -hmm. where to just better yourself Mm -hmm. and then actors get to a point where it's like they they no longer do free things and it sucks because it's like when you're trying to even just get a short film down you don't have a team around you like that oh yeah and then if you do have a team if you have people that like this they they end up you know going to LA and starting a fucking house together and they, they're doing it as work on mm-hmm. and like to just not have that in acting is sad but then having come to comedy and then seeing this group like it's it's so interesting to me. and the other thing about it is who's um comedy marmalade isn't just like random open micros there's like headliners that show up in yeah. there yeah like you will get like people who have been like killing it throughout the comedy scene in toronto and all of ontario maybe even canada that will just show up and go like okay uh 
here, here, do this, and just like, and it'll make it all way better. And I'm like, that it's just one of those like things that like I've never seen that happen before anywhere else. Mm. Where like someone who is like super freaking accomplished in our field will just help out some rando. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's one yeah, of the like honestly for yeah. this thing like. Mm-hmm. Um, Marlon, mm-hmm. um, Norm, and Seema have been like three people that have kind of really been showing me the way on mm-hmm. who to talk to, how to go about this, how to go about that, and it's like, and to have them kind of in my corner and like give me tips about it mm-hmm. was awesome, because like again coming from acting where you don't really have that community, mm-hmm. and it's like there's so many other actors out there too. Mm-hmm. They just have such a small group mm-hmm. that you can't get access to them. It's like a Even, click. It's yeah, it's so clicky. Mm-hmm. And so like to see how the community is here, it's it's pretty inspiring as an actor, as an artist. Part of me wants to like not like I'm inspired to start one of my own because like it's just like since I don't have like time to go to one, I know a lot of people don't. To go to the comedy marmalade because it's just like it's just no, too, that's fair. Yeah, it's too early in the day. Fortunate, yeah. Uh, I I'm kind of inspired to start my own just so I can help the other the other comedians who just can't make it mm. because I'm on that boat too. But okay, let's just see what else we can talk about. Um, where exactly do you want your comedy to take you? Like, do you want it to like? No idea. I honestly don't have a goal with it. You don't have a goal or anything? No. Just uh, you just kind of go going with the flow. Yeah, I'm still, like, dealing with some stuff that I'm dealing with, so it's mm-hmm. serving as a beautiful distraction. That's... Uh, it, comedy therapy. Yeah. Because, like, you're able to, like... It makes you be able to, like, take your problems and just look at it through a funny lens and laugh at it. Yeah. And uh, something that I've learned in my life, it's an old saying, I forget who said it, forgive me, that if you take life at bits and pieces, it can be a tragedy... But if you take life as a whole, it's a comedy. Hitler said that. No, <laughs> didn't. Yeah. We didn't. <laughs> it was in German, obviously, but it was translated. But Hitler said it. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I know he didn't. That's the thing. It was a philosopher that said it. Like, Hitler is not a philosopher. He's a freaking monster. <laughs> okay, like, I hear you. Yeah. I, 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 honor, yeah, yeah. I, I honor your thought. But, like, yeah. Hitler yeah. is still the best public speaker of the 19th and 20th century you're not in the way i can't deny that because like, like it's yeah. it's so it's such an unfortunate trait that mm-hmm. i idolize in him it's like everything else terrible but oh my god could he handle a crowd you know what it, i mean <laughs> it, it's like like because i learned that in two when i went to school like i know yeah. we're going on a separate tangent but like when i was going through like media studies and all that it, they just said like some of the best like fil- cinematography was done was Nazi propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Which was like, yeah. uh, which is like, like I'm just like uh, I'm sitting down like, there. Whenever going, I get the question of like, mm-hmm. who would you want as a dinner guest? It's like alive or dead. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, alive Obama, mm-hmm. dead Hitler. <laughs> alive, I want to talk to um, Jerry Spence. He's a he's a he's the one though who defended uh. Milda Marcos mm-hmm. in New York, mm-hmm. and he. I'm reading his uh, uh, book, um, "How to Win an Argument Every Time," mm-hmm. because like, is that not what comedy is? Is comedy not an argument you're making? Yeah. 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 So that I'm, I'm trying to figure. Yeah. Yeah, and then I just uh, and the one dead. I know it's stereotypical. I want to talk to Mahatma Gandhi. Why? Because I want to know like how can someone like I watched his book. I've read his books and all that movie and read his books i want to know how someone can get so mad that they just wind up going back to being loving and kind all over again because like he he would not want to hurt anyone at all that and he's going from like litigation right so it's like Mm -hmm. litigation and money and all this Mm -hmm. but like that's i i it's just that quest for betterment Mm -hmm. and once you get into that zone into that mind space because it's because like it, yeah, I know. I get that because it's just like what's where it all started was that train station in South Africa, yeah. where he got thrown off the train because he was brown. Yeah, he was he was in first class. He had the ticket. He had everything, 
It was given to him by a white person in London. They kicked him off the train because a colored person shouldn't be there. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you go through, like, one of the most painful and humiliating times of your life and go, like, I'm not going to be mad. It can fuel you to be... It's not mad, but it's passionate. It's passionate. It's the same thing that happened, like... It, I think that's what ha- like everyone who every great mind faces that crossroad in their life. Mm. Like another person I'd want to talk to if they were uh, dead or alive is Fred Rogers, Mister uh, uh, Mr. Mm. Rogers, because one four three, <laughs> one four three. I love you. Yeah, because it's just like that was weird. <laughs> you looked right at me when you said that. I love everyone. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Like, I tell everyone I love them, because you never know what the hell's going to happen. It's one of those things where I was like, when was the first time he told you he loved you? I didn't <laughs> know it, but it was in an interview. <laughs> it was in an interview. But, like, the thing is, I do love everyone. I don't, like, I, like, he's, like... I wish I could say the same. I know, but it's just, like, um, because it's, if you watch Fred, I know we're going on separate tangents, but, like, just screw it. Like, this is what the podcast is about. It's getting into our minds. <laughs> That's the highly the number one thing that this podcast is meant to do. It's meant to like just delve into your psyche and I just. I mean, that's what people tune in for is the yeah. banter to it to see exactly. it really gets to know the person. So it's like this is your show. This is how they're gonna get to know you. Yeah, exactly, and you, you as well. Yeah, it's just like if you watch Fred Rogers like interviews when he was like in the seventies and all that, everyone's like laughing at him. There is no one taking him seriously. You watch it now and you're like, this guy was like 40 years ahead of his time. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. What do you mean you're going to yeah. share a swimming pool, a kid's waiting pool with a black guy mm-hmm. on national TV while everybody is talking about separation? Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he just loved people. It's incredible. And uh, that's what I... He's a good, he's a good answer. Yeah. He's a good answer. He needs like admirable traits that I would want to see people have today. But it's like, I know people who are very nice. Mm-hmm. And so, and I know people who are very genuine about it too, and mm-hmm. I understand where it's like, how how can someone choose love all the time? It's like mm-hmm. I get that. That's why I'll have to sit down with Hitler. <laughs> like, <laughs> as much as Fred Rogers, amazing hearted person, it's like mm-hmm. I know amazing hearted people. Mm-hmm. Do you know an Antichrist? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's sit down with the Antichrist and see what's up in his head. I think one of the popes would be one of them too, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because like, there's a lot of evil freaking popes you could go through with the history of the Catholic Church. They're all evil, man. Not all of them. There's some good. The only ones pope in there. that was cool was Pope John Paul II, and I went to that high school, and so, and I went, and I was, I went to World Youth Day back when I was a kid, and I got like a cross that they were handing out from it, and I felt so special. <laughs> Every Filipino would have killed to be in your spot. <laughs> oh my God, that is accurate. That is accurate as fuck. I'm half Filipino, so I should know. <laughs> like, uh, and you're half Trini, right? And half Trini, too. Man, I was listening to some Soka today. I haven't listened to Soka in a while. Oh, God. Oh. Soka just makes you happy. It does. It <laughs> does. I love Soka. I have to write I have to write more sets about my being, me being Trini. I need to write a set about my first time in Carnival. Man. Oh, that that's got that had to been all right, man. How was that? I need to know. A great time. I passed out. I was almost kidnapped. I was. I almost got arrested. I climbed a wall that led into the stadium because we didn't have tickets, so we I stormed it that way and I fell over onto a doubles booth broke their <laughs> okay thing. so this was trinidad i'm guessing this is trinidad yeah. <laughs> okay okay because when you said doubles i'm like okay you're, you're narrowing it down now i'm like is he yeah. talking about guy yeah no ew what <laughs> first time carnival in trinidad yeah. there's carnival everywhere that's the reason there's carnival everywhere but it's like who <laughs> no offense guyana but like who, who's like going their first time guyana carnival <laughs> like, okay what? so i'm just and i'm making sure too they gave you punch and rum didn't they that explains everything. <laughs> I'm just oh, like, of course, there was one party I was at. It was Soka Monarch. Yeah. Fantastic Friday. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are like, oh, what is this Filipino all about? Carnival? Yo, I've been helping Toronto Revelers make mask costumes since like 2006. Really? So, Holy yeah. shit, man. I'm, I'm very heavily immersed into carnival culture. I did like five years in a row Carnival Trinidad. Went Miami Carnival, went New York Carnival, 
Um, but I was at Soka Monarch. Soka Monarch. You see that Trinidad accent just come out? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why the hell you're Trinidad? Uh, <laughs> Wait, you're not even Trinidad. <laughs> and it's, so, it's good, right? <laughs> but Soka Monarch, they gave me... Like, we were drinking the whole day. Mm-hmm. We were drinking something called Jungle Juice. If you don't know what Jungle Juice is, is you take a large container and mm-hmm. you pour everything you have in there. And it, and any juice you have, any whatever. Any liquid, basically. Any liquid. And it's Jungle Juice. And we're drinking Jungle Juice the whole day out of, like... You know the thing that you put up to a water thing, and a water dispenser mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, we are drinking out of that. We are It was huge. And then... Dude, you're not describing anything new to me. <laughs> I've and been around then this. I'm already drunk, and I needed water. Mm-hmm. And then my friend had a water bottle with him, mm-hmm. much like this one. Mm-hmm. It looked sorry about that, but it looked just like this. Mm-hmm. It was full, and I was like, "Yo, I need water." I grabbed it. It was like half full, and I took two big gulps, and it was punching. Oh, good God! And so I took two big gulps, and it burned all the way down. And you can't do anything now. It's in you. So it's like it was a time bomb. And there was just one moment in the party where I was with my buddy and he said, I just ran away. <laughs> I weaved through the crowd because I'm so short and I, he lost me. That is... Okay, I know there's some probably some white people in the audience right now hearing this thing. Hey, I gotta go try to... No, no, you don't. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, go play hearts. Go play hearts. They're always looking for new... Do, don't <laughs> do not drink punch and rum i can punch and rum is just very undistilled rum and it's, it is it's overproof and i think they've started to regulate it more now because like on the bottles it says differently but back then mm-hmm. if you bought punch in from a store yeah on the bottle it says not less than 75 percent alcohol mm-hmm. meaning you can have something that's more than 75% because of how it was distilled in the factory. Exactly. Like, there's no accurate way to measure it. So it's an overproof rum. And because it's so harsh. You cannot get it in Canada, North America because it's so it, harsh. Because it is literally considered a drug. Yeah. Like You can't get it in Canada because it's not more than not less than 75%. There's no accurate reading. That's mm-hmm. why it's not getting in Canada. Yeah, and like people find ways to get in here but yeah. <laughs> you know what I would not uh, if there's anything I, I can deter someone from doing it's that because yeah. like you, as you said like you just started running yeah I'm like that's that's normal yeah that, to me that's normal I'm like I've seen that ha- <laughs> like I I've been I don't drink oh man I don't drink a draw I don't drink anymore I haven't drank since New Year's I'm so proud of myself that, I'm proud of you too man Thank like you. because like I like alcoholism has a genetic trait so yeah. like whoever where it goes but at the same time, I'm just, like, sitting down there going, like, everyone's just, like, how do you, like, know all this stuff? I'm, like, I'm Trinidadian, and I live around this stuff. Yeah. I'm, like... For me, it's, like, how do you know about this stuff? Like, I grew up around Trinidadians. Yeah, <laughs> and we're very welcoming people. Like, yeah. we don't care who you are or where you're from. We'll, let, we'll bring you in. That's probably why we got along so well, because, like, similar mm-hmm. cultures like that. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the Filipinos. Like, I went to... When I went to the Philippines, set me for who I am. They don't care. Yeah. 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 Unless you're a government building. I, I'm trying to write a set on that. The government building, they are very paranoid there. Of course. Yeah. Like, no, like, it, it was... Nearly died that day. That's funny. <laughs> like, I'm, I want to write a set on it, and I... It has legs. I've yeah. told it to people, and I don't want to say it on here because it, it can... It takes away the thunder from it. No, I nearly got gunned down. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost got arrested. I almost died i mm. definitely i woke up in a rose bush that was cool where in trinidad outside of um where do they have smoke monarch which stadium but yeah i woke up in a rose bush next to some porta potties <laughs> magic that's dude that, that happens every time at carabana that happens every time in... but it's once but it's if it happens at carabana it's because you're just you you're you know you're having a good weekend but if it happens at carnival mm-hmm. like it's that is your first time like you it happens you have to you have to have it on your first time mm-hmm. like if you don't almost die your first time then it's like you didn't do it right because it's your first time <laughs> it's your first time okay then i never do it right because i don't drink <laughs> oh yeah no you have to that's all like you can't not drink 
that's just disrespect to the culture. Like, <laughs> you will not believe how many times I hear that. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Like, half of the songs about you know, are about rum. Are they're about half. Drinking. They're about rum. They're about sex. They're about fighting. Yeah. Well, like the ones about sex, mm-hmm. and, like it's, and just because of the culture of it, mm-hmm. like it's a lot of innuendos. So it's yeah. still fun. Exactly. Right? So you can still play with that, but like, what are you gonna do when it's like, I'm not drunk, I'm not drunk, and it's like KMC, or it's like mm-hmm. water bottle of punching, and it's like you, all you have is water. Like you can't be true to that song. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get what you're saying, but the answer is still no. <laughs> like it, like still, like to this day, like, like when you I can't t- do Juve sober, you just can't. You can't. Like, but at the same time, like. Yeah, you you're not the first person, the first comedian I've told that I I don't drink, smoke, or do drugs. I mean, like not doing it is is okay. Yeah, but then it's like if you're gonna do carnival, you can't be sober for it. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Okay, so like, whoa, we went on a tangent there, man. Because like I think we were just talking about like where would you want your comedy to take, and you like we went through this whole like overarching story of like. Because, like, you're just a very fascinating dude, man. Like, oh, thank you. So, like, um, are you still doing the acting here, or are you doing yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. Any, are, have you done any acting recently uh, that you're allowed to talk about? I know NDAs are a thing. Yeah, the last thing I did was, that was, like, but it's been out. It was Easter Sunday. Oh, you were on there? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where, uh, we were background character, or what? No, I was one of the bad guys. Did you see it? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm one of the bad guys. Because uh, <laughs> is it on Netflix right now? I don't think it's on Netflix right now. I think it, it, they were saying it was on Amazon for rent, or or is it Hulu? Uh, it's, if anything, it's going to be on YouTube because everything's on YouTube okay. for purchase. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, you know what? I will look that. I'll look that up, man. That's freaking cool. Like uh, you, you don't know your guests at all. <laughs> What do I know? <laughs> like, I will, I will, I am that, I am that cavalcade what of you. Again, you're in, you're in healthcare. Yeah, yeah. I work in medicine. Yeah. So like, I, I'm completely. So you know a lot about medicines. Yes, I. Uh, what's a what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm a cavalcade. I'm that person that needs to be on Jeopardy. Cavalcade of uh, information. Wow, that is a great word, cavalcade. Yeah. So like, I'm just like, I'm that person that needs to be on Jeopardy because mm-hmm. I just know. Everything about nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I know that's me too. I yeah. love random facts. Yeah, that's What's your favorite random fact? My favorite random fact. Uh, I've learned it recently. It's part of my joke, so I'll just say it anyways. Is that like one of the top leading causes of blindness is chlamydia? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have any blind facts? Uh, no. My favorite one, random fact is that. The moon doesn't rotate. It doesn't. It's sadly locked. Yeah. Like, we. I know you were talking with Brennan Zakai about that on... Oh, yeah, you were there. I was yeah. there. I'm like, why are they talking about the title of the locked moon? I'm like, well, yeah. like I, I know you... I know most people don't know what that means. It means, like, it doesn't rotate. It doesn't spin. Yeah. It's always facing it towards... It orbits the Earth, but it's yeah. always the same face. That's it, yeah, it's always the same face. Like, there's planets that are tidally locked. There are... Star- Which planets are tidally locked? Uh, I don't know if any of ours in our solar system are, oh, but okay. the, but there are in the, like uh, exoplanets that are in other that are in other solar systems that are. I wonder what that planet would be like. That'd be fascinating. One of, uh, I'll tell you if you want me to go sure. on this tangent. Okay, I mean, this is your podcast. Okay, like, no I... problem, <laughs> no problem. Um, basically, there's one side. If it depends on which side of the, how close to is is it to the star. Sure. If it's really close, it's really, really hot. If it's in the other side, will be really, really, really cold. And there would be like a part of it that's just like lukewarm temperature. Because let, let, let's just say like... Mercury is all hot though. Mercury is all hot because... Uh, oh, but Mercury also rotates. Yeah, it does too. I don't think it's highly locked. Hmm. Like, if it is... But it won't be... Hmm. If it is tidally locked, it the other side will be colder than the other. Sure. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Like, what the the dark side of the moon is just, like, literally... What kind of civilization would develop on there? Would well, then be... You know how people want to live around the equator here? Yeah. Would then it be the 
the medium yeah that they'd want to live there's a there is an earth-like planet that's like that interesting it's tightly locked but and has liquid water but one side is scorching hot and the other side is freezing cold and but there's like a slip the atmosphere wouldn't like the winds wouldn't take the hot air to the cold side uh no because it, there's no rotation the rotation causes the wind yeah Rotation is part of it. Other, there's other like factors that I that I'm not like a meteorologist on that I would not know, mm-hmm. but like rotation plays How a part. How much do meteorologists really know? I think that's a very diluted uh, title nowadays. Like they've been calling a lot of weather people. You mean like news anchors? Yeah, news anchors like yeah. they did things absolutely you know nothing. What I mean? it was like, <laughs> they're not a meteorologist. Fuck off. Yeah. Like. Oh, I hate meteorologists that are on TV because I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> you just think that they're just hot. They're just, news people. No, you just think that they're actors or some shit. Well, they're not actors, but they are under actor contracts, <laughs> especially in Toronto. Like CB24, yeah. you're not a meteorologist. Like you went to school for journalism. <laughs> I wouldn't know that, man. I wouldn't know that. Uh, and I'm just like saying, like guys, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how the science works, but I'm pretty sure rotation of the Earth or rotation of a planet would play a factor in its wind speed. That's interesting. Uh, and what else? Does that mean Jupiter rotates faster than us? No. So then it can't. Wait. Does it rotate faster than us? I think it does. Because. Let me look this up. Yeah, because. They, their storms are insane. I think it takes like Jupiter six days to rotate completely. Okay, it is spinning at four hundred forty-five thousand five hundred eighty-three kilometers per hour. How long does it take to, to do one thing? Th- one Jupiter day is literally nine hours. A little bit less than 10 hours. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's going okay, way so faster yeah, than us. Yeah, all right. It's going way Whoa, faster than us. That's nuts. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. You sound kind of sarcastic right now. No, I'm This is. I'm amazed. Yeah. We have 24 hours in the day. We complain about not having enough hours in the day. Imagine yeah. the day was 10 hours long. That would suck even harder. Would it? Yeah. Would then a work day be two days? Yeah. Really? But like, how would they function? If you're on Ju- if you're living on Jupiter, how I don't think you would be able to live on Jupiter, man. <laughs> I mean, whatever civilization would be on such a large planet, yeah. right? What happens if there is a universe out there where there is a Jupiter-sized planet living within the Goldilocks zone? There, like, I think they've already did the math on this. For life to exist on a planet, it has to be like between uh, half as big as Earth to ten times as big as Earth. Hmm. Yeah, because after that, gravity becomes too, uh, too extreme. That's that, an assumption. Yeah, that's an assumption because yeah. life has survived weirder things. Yeah, exactly. But like, and we both have watched Superman. Like. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just saying, like they said, like gravity becomes too um, extreme for like organs to form and all that. Again, I'll yep. just that's an assumption. That's, that's an assumption. It's a hypothesis, it's a but like. It's a hypothesis, but at the same I time, I won't see to that. everyone. This is what comedians talk about. <laughs> yeah, this is what we talk about life. We talk about fucking science. This is like this is like what lends credence to like everyone saying why are comedians so fucking intelligent? Yeah. Is because we literally just talk about philosophy, science, the world around us, and everything. We don't talk about frivolous bullshit. Yeah. Because, like, it's kind of like, we just get sick and tired of the frivolous bullshit. Like, did you watch the Kardashians today? Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. Like, like for example, like, I have a part of my joke where it's just like, you heard my joke. This, uh, I like how you say this so angrily. Like, I, I assume people would be happy talking about their jokes. But no, like, no, it's like... It's uh, part of my joke. I just want to tell it right no, now. It's just like this. My joke on, on Thursday was about first world problems. Mm. And I talked about, like, how, like, we worry about frivolous bullshit but like literally like the last week the the fires in montreal like literally damaged our breathing air and no one gave a shit i mean it didn't damage our breathing air well for a bit it damaged our breathing air to people that complain about air quality 
Like, it's funny where it's like, oh, it's like smoking six packs of cigarette a day. I know people who smoke fucking like six cigarettes a day. And it's like, <laughs> they're interesting people. <laughs> they're Maybe, that, that, like, they're they, very anxious, interesting people. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Don't judge them. Like, what's wrong with their life? <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> like, back to the Trinidad thing. Like, what was it? Um, My coworkers were like asking, like, how come I'm not coughing when I go outside? Because they were coughing and all that, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just like, well, I'm Trini. When you ever have a problem with something in Trinidad or you want to get rid of something, just set it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, so, like, I was just, like, when I was there, like, just set it on fire. And we're an hour in. I think we can close it off here. Cool. Okay. I know, guys, this has been a very large and, like, meandering podcast, but I this is what I wanted it to be. I want my podcast to be like this. I want it to be, like, bantering. Because, like, in many ways, like, this is also to help comedians find their voice. Mm. So, like, I wanted people to get to know Xavi Guzman. Guzman? De Guzman. De Guzman. This Guzman. I'm sorry. Growing up in Canada has done this to me. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, like, it's just, like, I wanted to get people to know you. Like, this helps you find your voice in comedy. Because your voice in comedy, your voice in comedy is who you are. Like no one can have your voice. Like Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock is Chris Rock, Bill Burr is Bill Burr, Ralphie May is Ralphie May. But then, what if I was somebody who put on a character on stage? Then you, then you're that character. Like, then, like Angela Clay. This, how would this interview then help me? You, 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 you'll find that you, you will find that voice that you're trying to look for. Even if you're trying to portray a character, you'd be like, okay, so I'm too much like this. Let me do it like this. You see but what I'm then, saying? But then we didn't talk about anything technical in this interview. So yeah, we didn't really talk about anything technical, but it does help out, like, flush yourself out. I don't believe that. <laughs> it's okay. It, it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. It's mm. it's is what it is. None of these questions would have helped me find my voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I should all over my podcast on it. <laughs> I'm kidding around, man. I'm fine with that. Like, it, 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 agree to disagree. Fair. But like. I'm just really happy that I can just like have a banter with uh, back and forth with you. Yeah. No so doubt. like, if anything, do you want to plug anything that you're doing? Um, every Wednesday night. Um, if you're in Toronto, every last Wednesday of the month, Wednesday night live. Mm-hmm. Um, come check that out. It's a show that I'm running over in Kensington Market. Um, speaking of, did they sell nothing fancy? They were doing that. I don't know. I heard a rumor. Anyways, um, <laughs> if they sell nothing fancy, I'm gonna be heartbroken, man. <laughs> I have my kids' book, uh, Peeled Fruit, that mm-hmm. you can buy um, online as well. It's about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my charity, the Play On Foundation, that focuses on neurological research in brain aneurysm development and prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody wants to head over to www.letsplayon.org to become part of that fight, that would be cool. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's, oh, and I'm also a personal trainer at uh, Rumble Fitness in Yorkville. So oh, shit. if you guys are looking to get to the gym why not come through uh we got a free session for you and also like he has a link tree that's in his uh instagram that you can follow all his stuff it'll be all there yeah be sure to follow that this guy is great he's funny he's talented if there's anything else that i can add for me so i can plug my stuff i don't really have any book shows right now because i'm just i'm more focused on developing my my material right now sure and uh if i am doing a book show it's going to probably be the day of so i wouldn't be able to tell anyone uh what else uh yet again if you guys want to donate to the stream i have a stream labs that helps with the show i'll get better equipment better sound equipment hopefully one day a studio that'd be fun yeah that, so i don't have to do this out of my apartment anymore and i can actually hire a cameraman <laughs> do it at a yep no problem library Huh? The reference library don't they don't they have like rooms for rent? They like, could do free? that. Free? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's free. 
Mm. You just have to book it. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Like, uh, but at the same time, like carrying all this equipment everywhere is going to be like a problem. Speaking of podcasts, I also have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, the Two Degrees Podcast it's out on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, Play on Foundation presents the Two Degrees Podcast. What do you do on that? I'm just wondering. So, the purpose of it was just to talk shit and shoot the shit. But mm-hmm. all my guests were industry people that I always that I'll work with, mm-hmm. and it was just a con- trying to find a connection between like mental health and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So what artists do and what have been artists' experience going through hurdles in life that led to sorts of depression, highlighting how mental health was a big thing within it, and it also helped me understand that entrepreneurs especially like business moguls and stuff are also mm-hmm. artists so i used to separate it i had artists and industry professionals where everybody that i had is an artist and mm-hmm. an artist in their own right so check that out oh well, that sounds really interesting man but yeah. hmm. that's a pretty pretty uh a-list guests on there oh i've seen yeah you've had a lot of great guests on there yeah well, that's going to be it for today, guys. It was great having uh, Jave here. And I, this will, as I said, the last time that we'll be doing this on Twitch, I'll be moving over to YouTube because... We hate, we hate Twitch? I hate it, but I'm like, I just don't want to deal with the, like... So you don't mind if you get banned from there? I really don't. Fuck you, Twitch! Fuck the way you do shit! Thanks! I actually... Man, said that, would it for suck. Me. <laughs> that would suck if like I get like a, a contract and then for Twitch like to be whatever host and then they pull this up. <laughs> okay. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> we're <laughs> comedians. <laughs> we know you hate us, That's but we're joke. comedians. That's a joke. Haha. <laughs> 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 she just reminded me like this one time of this oh. one YouTube group. They were the super best friends. Oh, and they man. just said they were Microsoft was advertising the connect. And they the one of their videos was connect can go die. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! I wonder why we didn't get an invite. <laughs> uh, you know what? I hope I hope that happens. Where then I'll I'll go viral with that. Where it's like, I I got this contract and then they pulled up my <laughs> old shit. All good. All publicity is good publicity. Exactly. exactly. Well, you guys have a good time. We'll see you next week.